Welcome to the audio podcast of Dwell in the Word from First Reformed Church in Edgerton, Minnesota. Bible readings and devotional commentary to help you grow in faith by dwelling in God's Holy Word. Welcome to Dwell in the Word. Today is September 24th. It is Friday, and because it's Friday, we once again have a great prayer from Hughes Elephant Old. Let us pray. Blessed be the Lord, the great God, the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the Lord who created all light to be radiant and all wisdom to be holy. Bless this congregation of your people with your Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth, with the teaching of our inner hearts, with the inclination of our wills, with the drawing forth of all holy desires. Bless us with the word of truth, that we might all sing together with the joy of true holiness. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Okay, today we just have a short little section of 1 Corinthians 10. We're going to be reading from verse 14 through verse 22. Hear the word of the Lord. Therefore, my beloved, flee from idolatry. I speak as to sensible people. Judge for yourselves what I say. The cup of blessing that we bless, is it not a participation in the blood of Christ? The bread that we break, is it not a participation in the body of Christ? Because there is one bread, we who are many are one body, for we all partake of the one bread. Consider the people of Israel. Are not those who eat the sacrifices participants in the altar? What do I imply then? That food offered to idols is anything, or that an idol is anything? No, I imply that what pagans sacrifice, when pagan, that what pagans sacrifice, they offer to demons and not to God. I do not want you to be participants with demons. You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons. You cannot partake of the table of the Lord and the table of demons. Shall we provoke the Lord to jealousy? Are we stronger than He? So Paul comes back here to the subject of idolatry. You may remember a few days ago, maybe a week or two ago, we talked about this food that was sacrificed to idols. And and Paul says, are are idols anything? No. Uh, He doesn't want them to participate, though, in the idolatry that these sacrifices are made to. And that's the issue here. And so what does he say? He wants the people to flee from idolatry. And he he goes actually to the Lord's Supper to talk about this. Look look at where he goes right away in verse 16. The cup of blessing that we bless is not a participation in the blood of Christ. The bread that we break is it not a participation in the body of Christ. He's saying you are being joined to Jesus here. You are, you are saying that you are a part of the body of Christ, that you are a part of his church, that you are with him. And so don't Go and have another meal as a part of idolatry. Get away from idolatry. And so he's saying here, all these people are participating in this because you are a part of Christ. And notice what he says in verse 19. What do I imply then? That food offered to idols is anything or that an idol is anything? Paul's saying, look, (laughs) I understand that the idols that they're sacrificing to, they're nothing. But what ultimately is this idolatry? What is this idol worship? And Paul tells us, ultimately, they're offering these pagan sacrifices to demons. And so when you participate in them, even though idolatry is nothing, when you participate in them, you are participants with demons. And so he says, you can't drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons. You can't partake at the table or in the table of demons. So in other words, he's saying, don't let yourself be involved with idolatry. And so Paul says here, flee, go back to verse 14, flee from idolatry because at the root of it, at the root of these teachings is 
demonic forces. So what, what does this mean for us today? You know, we, we don't have food sacrificed to idols. Um, I don't think, even though we would say that we live in a pagan world that is obsessed with idolatry, ultimately, uh, we don't have people sacrificing food to idols, at least not that we're aware of. Uh, and, and we don't have these, these things going on around us that are so blatantly idolatrous. For us, idolatry isn't um, isn't so blatantly in front of our faces, that, and we we can't see this. It looks different for us. So, how do we flee from idolatry? I think we need to think about this very seriously. And I've mentioned this before. There there are many idolatrous things that happen in our culture. There are things that we that we place above other things. And there's also such a this undercurrent of paganism in our culture. Uh, this idea that that we ourselves essentially are the ones who um, dictate morality, and and this idea that we are the ones who are autonomous over everything is very much um, an idolatry and. It's an idolatry of the self, right? Uh, we're elevating ourselves above God. We're elevating ourselves above his wisdom. And so for us to flee idolatry, we have to say, we are not going to be participants in these ideas that, that put myself over the word of God. I'm not going to make myself an idol. I'm not going to make another person an idol. Or may, I'm not going to make things an idol. We have to be distinctly aware of what this looks like in our culture. Because as I said, if somebody came in and had a stone statue or a wood statue that they had carved, and then they brought in a goat and they sacrificed it, (laughs) what would our response be? I mean, this, this is pretty straightforward and simple. We would know. Instead for us, our idolatry is a serious problem. It's a temptation that you and I probably deal with every day, but it's not blatant. And so we have to think, we have to look at what is, the, what is the undercurrent in much of how we think? What is the undercurrent in much of how we view the world? We need to be aware because we don't want to participate in something that is lifting up demonic ideas. We don't want to participate in something that elevates the self above God. And so we need to be aware of these things. And so may we have wisdom, may God grant us wisdom, because some of this stuff is hard for us to understand. We have to know God's word. We have to be uh, deeply into it so that we can see the truth. Because God is very clear in his word that he will use it to build us up. And so may we have a wisdom that is greater than the world, rooted in God's word. And may we desire to grow in this each and every day. Let us go to prayer. Gracious God, We come to you with gratitude, for by your grace you have rescued us from idolatry. Even though we are free from it, we know that we are prone to chasing after things other than you. Grant us wisdom to see the idols we have set up in our lives, that we might rightly ascribe the place of honor and glory in our lives to you. On this Friday, we lift up those to you in our congregation and community who are dealing with illness and tragedy. Grant peace and comfort through the power of your word and spirit. May the peace that passes understanding guard their hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. We know that you are the God of all comfort, and we thank you for the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. As we step into this Friday and journey towards the weekend, we ask for safety, and we ask for a time of renewal for your people. Grant your people the joy of your salvation, that we might radiate your love to those around us. We pray this all in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, 
Have yourself an excellent Friday, and I hope you have a great weekend. Thank you for listening to Dwell in the Word. You can find more information about First Reformed Church at our website, edgertonfrc.org. Dwell in the Word episodes are available weekdays on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You can also watch the video versions of these devotions at our Facebook page and YouTube channel.